Welcome back, everyone, to Merge Conflict, your weekly developer podcast where we talk about spatial devices such as the Apple Vision Pro every single week. And uh, the day yep. came, the day went. In fact, it's been over a week since the last podcast, technically. Like the fun, funny part is technically it released like last, last week, but we're recording <laughs> this podcast. And since then, Frank and I haven't talked between when we talked about pre-ordering the Apple Vision Pro and Frank maybe ordering one, me maybe ordering one, and then us recording this podcast. But by the time this podcast comes <laughs> out, it'll have been like 10 days and then no one really cares yeah. anymore. But Frank Krueger, before we get into today's topic, let's just do a little Apple Vision Pro update. How was your buying? <laughs> did you buy one? What happened? Yeah, did you- I did buy one. I, I got very angry at like 4.30 a.m. when my alarm went off. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. who set an alarm in this house? And I'm like, oh, I did. Oh, it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. <laughs> so after all my hemming and hawing, I decided, well, I, I really am into this uh, spatial world and I at least got to give it a try. You know, if I hate it, if it's the worst device I've ever used, can probably maybe return it. But uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot at least. Um, I wanted to try it. I should say they asked way too many questions in the purchasing thing. So like, and and I had a little bit of indecision while I was buying it. And uh, I decided not to get any lenses for my eyes because I didn't want the complication. And then I couldn't decide if I was going to pick it up at the store or have it delivered. And then every appointment I kept picking for the store kept shifting. Uh it was uh it was it was hard buying my overpriced apple shiny device yeah i was going to ask you about that so now you have contacts currently in your eyeballs i i put contacts in my eyeballs uh normally i do wear contacts uh i i was just going on a little bit of a hiatus wearing glasses for a while there um i my glasses are super old and i hate them and so i much prefer contacts but um my contact prescription uh, had expired, hmm. but I didn't know a fancy thing. Have you heard of this thing called the internet? And uh, I have not heard of it. What kind of newfangled technology is this, Frank? And what so can you, you possibly do with If you use your contacts? phone line with a modem and you wow. dial up into a service, perhaps CompuServe or AOL, you can get an online eye exam. What? Shut your face. It's hilarious. So like there's a little slider and you make it you you resize the web page to the size of your credit card and then you're supposed to get a tape measure yeah. and you measure out 10 feet and you don't <laughs> cheat and then cheat and you put your toes behind 10 feet and then you cover up one eye and you take a little test it, it, it um it links with your phone and so on your phone you're answering things that are being displayed on your wow. computer monitor device. Wow. And through that, I feel like I failed the test miserably, but um they let me keep using my old prescription. Uh wow. what it really made me feel like is I should probably go and get a real eye exam, but for $15 I can highly recommend <laughs> online eye exams. Worked out great for me. That's crazy. Wow, I did not yeah. know that. That is wild. <laughs> What will they think of next? What soon you'll be able to order socks and underwear through the internet? They'll show up in your door in under twenty four <laughs> hours. Shut up! Wow. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was it was tricky when buying the pro because they really ask you like, do do you wear corrective lenses? Do you want to do any of this stuff? And I just 
I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go down this path. And then if I ever do have friends that want to use the device, I don't want to force it into my eyes only. So yeah, like take the lenses in and out and all this stuff. Yeah. I guess also the question is, if you use other devices with your contacts in, has it been okay? Oh yeah, contacts yeah. are absolutely fine. No, and okay. the other devices, honestly, with the other devices, I just smash them in with my glasses on and it's fine too. It's just, it's probably not the Apple thing of having uh, zero light leakage. We'll see how good these things yeah. actually are. But um, did you do the face scan or okay. did you not? <laughs> okay, so I would say that this is one of the hardest oh. decisions for devices Tough. I've had to make. Uh, Heather yeah. and I had many discussions that she probably did not care to have with me about my angst over purchasing mm -hmm. or not purchasing. We talked about you a lot. We talked about app development a lot. We talked about wow. how it would work, where I would use it. Could she use it? This, that. Then we also came to the conclusion that this device is the same price as the car that I drive. And Funny. that is yeah. always something that's fascinating. <laughs> and then she's like, but it could be a business write-off. I'm like, that's true. But, you know, you know, so we went back and forth. I decided not to get it. Um, mm -hmm. It was very much like up until Thursday night and I had the alarm set and everything yeah. and went back and forth a lot. And I think that it is because I want to basically try yours, I think. And <laughs> I don't really have any other devices and the ones that I've tried, I haven't really enjoyed that much. And mm -hmm. I was trying to think of use cases. And I think the thing that got me um, was, was there actually something I would like to develop in the next one to six months? And I can't really think of that or have the time for it compared to that, that was one of the, your main reasons that you were buying it besides that you're early adopter and business and stuff, but you actually had app ideas. And then the second part was there was a lot of news last week and this week just about what apps were going to be supported and not supported and what experiences were going to be supported on it day one, even though Apple has been claiming 1 million apps at launch that was mm -hmm. in their documentation uh, there. However, you know, it's like Netflix isn't going to have an app and Spotify is not mm -hmm. going to happen. YouTube's not going to have an app. Mm -hmm. And I read an entire article that the killer app that has to be perfect is Safari. And if it's not, then there's going to be a lot of issues. So. Yeah. I went back and forth and I think Heather and I talked about, you know, if I did try and it was amazing, then maybe, but maybe it's seeming like with the battery, with other stuff, is it, you know, a wait till gen two, gen three type of thing. However, the one thing I did really want to do is the crazy facial sand stuff that you had to go through. <laughs> How was that experience? Oh, what, what a segue going from all that. Um, it, the scanning was fine. Um, it, it felt like setting up face ID. You just mm. put your head and you, you rotate it around. And I think it decided I'm a medium. Mm. I don't know if it was just deciding small, medium or large. I could have told them I'm always a medium. I'm a medium and everything. Mm. Um, but they, they, they scanned me instead. Yeah, uh, to your point, I, I think it's still a giant mystery box. I don't I don't know if it's a cool device or not because um, yeah, the the previous VR headsets I've had before were always fun for a week or two, and then they don't aren't fun after that. 
And so it's a real question of, is this thing going to break the mold or not? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's whether it's whether you can do anything other than just games in it, because I, I don't want a 3,500 hour gaming device. And it is tricky as an app developer though. Like I, I, we've talked about it on the show a million times, but I've had like four or five okay ish app ideas for it. And each one that I've tried to implement with the APIs Apple provides us has been very hard and rough. Mm-hmm. And the apps haven't come out as good as I want them to come out. And yeah. so it's it's a it's a tricky, scary device for me, but um I've decided to just throw a little bit of caution to the wind and just give her a try. I mean I you know, this first round, obviously, not that many devices. It's going to be early adopters. You know, I think that it'll evolve, continue to evolve, you know, and pricing will come down, give it another five, whatever, three, two, three, whatever years is my mm-hmm. assumption, right? There'll be a non-proto device and all this other things that will be out there. And maybe if it's lighter and smaller, maybe that's something that will get me. I think the other part was I wasn't really sure, like, the interchangeability of, you know, do Heather and I both need one in the house? Is it weird <laughs> if only one of us has a house? Can she use my device? Does yeah. she have her own device? You know, is there a difference of if we're just watching TV? Like, we already have a TV. Like, you know, I don't need a TV. But, you know, would it be weird if, like, I'm watching Netflix and then like, she's watching TV? Like, can she hear my show? Like, I don't, you know, a lot of unknown yeah. questions. And I think the thing that reconfirmed my decision, and I'll be really fascinated once you get it. D- are you a February 2nd person? Oh, I, I'm not because I had to do delivery and because I live on an island, I don't get February 2nd. Um, but oh. it was funny. Even if I did store pickup, the February 2nd dates went by faster than I could make up my mind <laughs> on what time slot to go into. Oh, and no. so I kept missing. Like I'd made up my mind like, oh, I'm going to drive down to Seattle and get my February 2nd shipment. Like, no, the, the dates had slid already, already to the 4th. So I was like, oh, oh wow. forget it. If I'm on the 4th, I'll just have it delivered. So yeah, that makes sense. I'm just going to have it delivered. Uh. Well, I watched the on uh, that Friday, Apple or Saturday, Apple put out a bunch of videos on YouTube and on that the Vision Pro thing, which was walkthroughs. And they did a video which was introducing the Apple Vision Pro to someone that's never even heard of the Apple Vision Pro or seen it ever in their life, actor. <laughs> uh, and, you know, they kind of walked through the same demo, I think, that you get in the store and also what we talked about last week from the reporters that were on it. And it was very beautiful, right? They did the whole thing where you could see what they're seeing and all the things like very, very beautiful, Mm -hmm. a good walkthrough is very orchestrated. And because I don't have an app idea, right? It needs app ideas because everything that I saw was like, "Eh, yeah, all right. You know, I wasn't sold. And it's hard because a lot of what I read in the news and listened in the news was, what is the killer app, right? Like if they're not mm-hmm. trying to make it games or trying to make it entertainment, what are the, what are the things that it's trying to do? And that was the problem for it, right? I think we talked about this, you know, when there's a new Nintendo system, it's either like a new Mario game or a new Zelda game. Yeah. Like it's the, I, I, I need it. I need it right now. Like you yeah. know, Xbox come out, it's going to be like a new Halo or a new Forza. You know what I mean? Like, I want, I need it right now. You know, what is this killer app thing that I need? And I know it will come like, for 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 quest right it was mm-hmm. beat saber like just yeah, yeah. Be, just be, like a good no <laughs> brand like okay beat saber that's cool right yeah. uh 
and I don't know, it's like, like de facto, but like you could be like, oh, wow, like I get it. Like I put this thing on, like I'm I'm doing this thing, like cool, I get it, right? And mm-hmm. I think that was the same. Like when you saw the Nintendo Wii, right, way back in the day, like it had this, you know, little Wiimote and your sensors and it was Wii Sports. You're like, oh my gosh, I get it. I'm like hitting a golf ball. <laughs> I'm hitting a tennis. Wow, oh, man. man. <laughs> and then it's like the Wii U came out and they couldn't really unlock and it wasn't like what's the killer app for this functionality mm-hmm. and then i think when the switch came out there's a lot built in there but it was really the docking and undocking and then they had the killer game for the killer portability at the perfect time so mm-hmm. that it really speaks to just software that's important and i'm a little surprised from the jump that there isn't something just a little bit more or maybe it's just hard to maybe it's there and maybe it's just hard to demo and see it without putting it on your face. And I'm not positive. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of the AR app ideas, I think I complained about when it was it, when the SDK first came out is they're, they're not giving a lot of access to developers of like the video feed from it. So here is an augmented reality device where apps can't see the world. Like how, how how am I supposed to augment the world? And you're you the only things that you have are the tiny droplets of data that mm. Apple's gonna give you. And none of those droplets even work in the simulator. So it's almost like even to know if my terrible idea <laughs> I don't even know if I can write my idea until I have this device almost, because there are just so many missing APIs from the simulator and everything that I haven't been able to demo a lot of my ideas. And so I almost just want the device to just prove to myself, okay, is this terrible sword game I have in my head, is is that viable or is it like a six-month game and I don't want to write a six-month game because those take forever? Um, Versus is Apple just going to release a lot of 2D apps that happen to be spatial computing because you can dock them to walls around your house? Maybe that's all the device will be is docking apps to walls around your house, but maybe that'll be enough too. We'll find out. Well, I think that was the one thing I wanted to dive deeper in because like you played around with the simulator a lot and you just talked about like your need and want for the device. I guess, you know, the first question is, did Apple somehow make a mistake by not having a developer program for this device of some sort. I mean, I know that you could go to Cupertino and do this stuff, but do you think that that is something that they should have offered up or no? I don't know. It's a tricky one. Uh, I, 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 I can see why they didn't as a company because they didn't want press coming out about this whole new device and it'd be developers that are saying the press because even the strongest NDA, we would all talk about it. Oh yeah, we'd use obtuse language, but we would talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as a developer, absolutely, they made a mistake. They should have released it to us because uh, I was hoping to have some day one apps. But as I was complaining last week, there's probably no way I'm going to have a day one app on this thing just because. Even though I have one or two apps that seem somewhat stable in the simulator, I still have no idea how they feel or how they actually look in the real world. And to even release like a little $5 app, I, I, 
I, I've got to at least try it on my own device before I'm going to charge $5 for, even if it's a simple, small app, I just, I can't charge without actually seeing it run on the real thing. Um, I, so yeah, I, I think a lot of developers were left behind or day one's not going to be great because I don't know anyone who got to go to Cupertino this time. Um, mm. I didn't get to go, but, uh, I don't know. No one on Twitter has been bragging that they went and they have the best app out there. Yeah, I think it's super valid. It's it's really hard. I mean, I think you're right from a Apple perspective of 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 this new hardware, and then on the developers' perspective, obviously they did pair up with certain companies because there are experiences built for mm-hmm. it, you know, internally, externally, etc., uh, which is great. However, it doesn't really seem like at mass, like even a lot of the applications they showed, like, okay, here's the mail app. I just kind of looks like the mail app. I, I don't know. It's just the iPad app uh, that's there. And that to me is hard because if it was just another similar device, you know, let's say that they came out with a foldable iPhone or a trifold iPhone or something like that. We can envision with the simulator and with our current app, we talked about this before, how our app's gonna run there. Problem with this is we can envision somewhat of how our 2D app is gonna be there. But what thing that you're talking about is I want to create a they're now calling native vision pro apps, right? <laughs> so this is okay, this is yeah. the new the, this is the buzzword is yeah, are you creating a native vision vision OS app? And yeah. to be able to do that to get those additional APIs so you can to create this type of experience, you're going to need to tap in somewhat into the vision OS SDK and experience that you're bundling up. And obviously not a lot of people have had access to that. So I think the question then is from your perspective of someone that runs a business, owns a business, wants to make money as a business, there's two things that you can be doing now is one, trying to build an app for this device. Then the other part is having your existing apps run on this device. Now, yeah. Apple defaulted every single application <laughs> in. It's in, it's in, baby. You know, and now I forget if they did this for Mac or for the Mac Catalyst stuff, but I'm pretty sure they did when uh, the M1 Macs came out and they could run iOS apps. I think they're all just on. Yeah. Now, these companies, other companies, some app developers, Netflix is of the world, the YouTube is mm-hmm. of the world, so, uh, Spotify, the world, the ones that have come out and said, Hey, you have to use our app through the browser. Uh, they were not even allowing their iPad app. That means they went in and unchecked that box. Yeah. So technically because we're iOS developers, I guess we're vision OS developers and Mac developers as yeah. well with one little checkbox. But my question to you is because Frank Krueger cares about quality and experience, and it's not like you're able to actually, if you testing the same. It's not the same. You're not doing the pinching and the, the looking with your eyes. That was actually <laughs> kind of cool. You could look at your eyes and you can just like do yeah. stuff like you're not manipulating circuits with your eyes inside the simulator. So the question I have for you is, and we know that the angst about building an actual experience, but what about your existing experiences? How do you feel about putting eye circuit or Calca or uh, continuous <laughs> you know, first IDE in Vision Pro OS um, on this device without yeah. being able to test beyond the. Can you even test those devices on a simulator? 
Uh, I'm sure if you were more clever than I, you could probably get it to, you could figure out the install service to use to get it into the simulator and all mm. that. I haven't been able to figure it out, so I haven't been able to test mine on the simulator. But it's a great open question of how do iOS apps run on this thing? Because there's stuff I, I've struggled with doing in the vision simulator, like pinch to zoom which is a huge natural operation in iOS. All, all our apps support it. Well, I should say, <laughs> Calca and Continuous are a little tricky because they're very text-heavy apps. Um, so I'm really curious to see how good that keyboard is in there because this is supposed to be like a spatial computing productivity device. If you think about it, it should be like infinite monitors, 360 degrees of monitors. How much computing could you, I could have a window here and a window there and a window there. It's going to be the ultimate workstation and all that. And so I do hope that we can have things like IDEs and text heavy apps because those are about, those are a part of computing. That said, I'm not sure how well they're going to translate over. So I'm, <laughs> I want to see what they're going to be like. Um, for circuits, that one, that one is a little bit more natural where there's, um, it's it's basically a drawing program. You could look at it that way, where you're zooming in, zooming out, panning around, drawing lines, moving shapes around. That stuff took forever to get right on iOS in the beginning. You know, panning versus dragging objects. It doesn't sound hard, but go go write a drawing app, and you'll you'll run into which one did the user intend to do problem, or did they want to draw a lasso, a selection thing? You know, like these are all operations that could just be drag <laughs> you know there's three different things three different ways to drag and that took honestly a good couple of years of iCircuit's circuits early days on ios to get all that stuff just right so i'm really curious <laughs> how it's gonna run <laughs> in, the, in the vision world and it's it's always gutsy of apple to have that default on thing but I'm thankful for it. Sure, the big name brands, they're going to be their big name brands, but I'll be able to play my favorite video games and things like that in VR. And that, that makes me happy, especially, sorry, I'm a little bit all over the place. Um, one of the biggest drawbacks, I don't know if I've made this clear enough, is like, I have always wanted to develop for the Quest. And they made releasing apps for it super hard. I could never just release an app for it. And so it's really cool that, yes, this is a ridiculously high-priced device, but finally, I'll be able to easily write an app and release it to the store. And so it's cool that Apple is throwing in all those iOS apps because, yes, um, the store will be full of cool indie dev kind of stuff, even if it's not the native look. And I, I definitely do want that native look, though. Yeah. Are you, so you're keeping the checkbox checked? Yes, for all of them. <laughs> that, that I'm willing to do. If, if Apple's confident, I'm confident. But 100% on day one, the moment it's out of the box, we're going to be drawing some circuits and seeing what things look like. Because, okay, well, it's it's iCircuit 3D. That's the one, like, I have no idea how that one's going to render. Because it's, it's a 2D visualization of a 3D world running in a virtual 3D world. That should be hilarious. <laughs> I can't wait to see how it runs. <laughs> yeah. And ideally, is it, will it be like, will it be in 3D then? Like, no. ideally, what you'd want, and this is, this is the, the native versus non native, right? 
is I would want to take iCircuit 3D and I would I say, here's my desk. Let's say I have like a little desk in front of me. Mm-hmm. I want to take my Vision Pro and I want to be like, put the iCircuit mat on my desk. And yeah. then I would want to, from your little selection, I'd, I want to pick the battery and I want to pick the thing, yeah. the board, and I want to take the wire and actually wire it up. Yeah. But even though your application is 3D, yeah, you're saying it's not, it's, it's going to still just be like a thing. It's yeah. going to be, it's just going to be like a big iPad on the wall, right? Sad trombone. Um, yeah, yeah, this is, this is not my fault. This is Apple's fault. I, I wrote it as a scene kit app, Apple's mm. premier 3D API. They decided not to support scene kit on the Vision Pro. <sighs> it's just frustrating. Sometimes you back the wrong horse, James, every so often. And yeah, so in order to do a native UI on um, the Vision, well, if, if you go virtual reality, you can just write a game. <laughs> like yeah. You can write a metal game. But you are not taking advantage of the spatial computing and the augmented reality and all that kind of stuff. To do 3D in those worlds, you have to program the reality kit APIs, which are interesting, <laughs> if not very terribly basic. <laughs> so what this would have to mean then, and to make it pretty clear as to why it would have maybe been beneficial, not just to test existing apps, but you at this point to get a Premier, a iCircuit 3D Pro, for example, mm-hmm. <laughs> Vision Pro, Vision Pro, you, spatial, spatial, I circuit the, vision, <laughs> I I circuit spatial, mm-hmm. yeah, because you had I circuit 3D, now it's I circuit spatial. <laughs> okay, uh, you're gonna have to re- reprogram it. Basically, you're basically gonna have to rewrite that. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Wonderful, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 sad because um, not to get too deep into my own architecture and all that kind of stuff, but. I coded it pretty hard against the scene kit API. Like I didn't add abstraction levels or anything like that. And it's funny, normally you do abstract things like that. We all love writing abstractions between our database layers and all that kind of stuff. But um, it was such a big app to write in the first place. And I was trying to pull off a lot of tricks that I didn't want to deal with an abstraction layer that was just going to be a lot of extra coding. Um, Bites in the butt later. (laughs) Yeah. Now, yeah, but, you know, the worst part is they're different APIs, but they're similar in the end. I mean, it's a graphics API. These things haven't changed since the late 90s. So it's it's just frustrating to translate it to yet another graphics API. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I'm excited to try yours when you come and visit me once you get okay. it uh, yeah. and put it on my face hole and see what it's like. You know, because I had talked about before that uh, my friend had had my, one of my more premier experiences with a uh, VR was with HTC Vive, and mm-hmm. he had one, and he like kind of had his living room sort of set up for the experience, right? So it was a big yeah. open space, all this stuff, and it was really cool to 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 do. I think that I am interested in seeing how I've you know, I've worn the Hololens, and I've worn some of the other ones for a short amount of times. So I'm interested to see how this works, and also you know, how it works with other people in the room. Cause I think when you put on those other devices, like the quest and the vibe vibe, like, you know, okay, that person is wearing this thing and the video that Apple created, they're like, <laughs> they're like, he's like, Whoa, I can see you. Right. And, and, and she's like, 
the best part is like I can see you and like I can see your eyes. There's like really cheesy, but it'd be very fascinating to see what that experience is like. Um, But I'm also not sure. The experience, obviously, today, and this is kind of the point of it, the experience and the developer experience and the app developer experience day one is going to be so dramatically different if we're talking this a year from now, six months from now, three years from now how it will evolve because I'm have to imagine that because no one has their hands on it and they're just in the simulator, this thing will evolve relatively rapidly um, Mm -hmm. for not only what apps are those native apps, but maybe even the app developer experience or what Apple does at WWDC, right? It's like they have vision OS and the SDKs, but you know, will they come out with some newer ways to make some new type of experience is easier than having to be like, oh, everyone's got to use reality kit, right? Or something like that. Yeah. And, and and it's a big question of exactly how other people will use it. You're talking about two people in the same room. And it's funny, I've been reading through every single one of Apple's sample apps. And they push, what do they call it? Share, play, share, something i'm sorry some some framework inside the sdk and it's a way to create uh multiplayer games multi multi multi-user experiences and that's really just a synchronization system but it's all built in there they have lobbies built in so that you can connect with people with one interesting caveat it all seems to work through facetime so Hmm. the way that you join up with friends, the way you discover friends, or not discover friends, you know, contact your friends and get together into a group activity. And I think that's actually what it's called is a group activity. It's all done through FaceTime, which I'm really curious to find out, like, is that going to be used? Are people going to use that? Like, when two people are in a room Will they do that? I don't think they're going to want to unless yeah. unless you have like eight kids all with $3,500 devices on their heads. But then like um, maybe across the internet. So now more interesting things where you're talking a- across continents or something like that. And you're yeah. doing a real um, projected experience of yourself. I think that could be interesting. But I'm really curious to see like it does any of that take off. Do people yeah. do any of that? And also, this is my plea. Uh, if you're listening to this um, and you bought a Vision Pro also, say hi on Twitter. We need to be friends because I don't have anyone else to do all this FaceTiming with. Sorry, Frank. Right I'm now. sorry. I abandoned you. I abandoned <laughs> you. You were going to be my test subject. I'm I, like, how, how am I going to learn these APIs unless I have friends? Half of the <laughs> half of the debate that I was having too was I was like, well, if Frank has one, then I have one. Then like we, you know, we could play games or do face them or like check it out together and experience it and that was like actually yeah. half the battle because if you weren't going to get one even though i knew you were but like if we weren't doing this podcast like i don't know anybody else besides miguel yeah maybe that's exactly. getting one and that's it yeah so oh, we're just gonna have to be buddies i'm gonna have to use his uh miguel's gonna have that um shell app i think it's it's like a shell like where you can remote into things oh yeah but, uh, so i think uh La, La Terminal. La Terminal. I, yeah. I believe La Terminal is going to be out on the Vision yeah. Pro. La, La Terminal <laughs> so. Pro, perhaps. I think so. Yeah. so. Uh, <laughs> Another uh, text and keyboard based app. We're, we're such nerds. We have all these text and keyboard based apps. Uh, I, I'm, visual. I'm hoping. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you know what the the worst thing is whenever there's a new platform, we all have our first apps that we all write for a new platform. Um, but, but you said you don't have any app ideas, but like you're given a new piece of hardware and it has a screen on it. What app do you write? You must have a favorite. Uh, well, I mean, as long as it has like numbers that are counting down on the screen, you know, mm-hmm. the one thing that would be really cool if like the first app I would build would maybe be like a countdown to New Year's app, like a countdown to something that does like 3D celebrations around <laughs> you, like fireworks, gotcha. like, yeah. you know, that'd be kind of cool uh, to to do. That'd be okay. that'd be something I would I could think of doing, you know, because, you know, like, you know, when New Year's happens and like you look at your Apple watch and like Apple's like one time a year it happens like Happy New Year's and there's like little fireworks yeah. on your watch. Yep. <laughs> now, that would be kind of cool to do inside of Apple Vision pro in general but for any occasion you could have some pre-selected ones like birthday (laughs) or you know anniversary or something and see you have app ideas okay there we go i was just going to complain that every time i'm given a new platform i write a map app i I write maps i just like to write maps and so i've already written a map app for um the vision pro but i have no idea if it looks any good (laughs) so I, i have to spend the money so i can see if my funny map app because i love to write map apps looks any good all maps would just be monkeys so lots of monkeys and that's all they would be so <laughs> yeah yeah i'll be fascinated to how it goes um and for your experience as well so yeah yep it's 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 seeing i i'm just curious i'm, I'm gonna keep my eyes on those top charts too in the yeah. uh app store really well, we're only as well we're only like a few weeks away, which is kind of wild. So if you're listening to this on the 29th, we're only a few days away from Frank getting it. So we will let you know how it goes in just a few weeks. And if you are getting one, go ahead and uh, drop us a comment on our Merge Conflict page, on our Patreon page for your Patreon. You can do it on our Twitter account, on our YouTube account if you're watching it. This as well. Let us know if you're going to get a Vision Pro or ordered one, or maybe you're in the March time frame. Uh, we'll see. But uh, I think it's going to do it. Oh, final question. How much memory did you buy? Oh, I, I, I cheaped out in the end. I got the 256. Who's, who's, I'm going to play one game at a time. You know, you uninstall the game if you're not playing it. That's the rule. Okay. All right. Well, on that <laughs> note, it's going to be a pretty merch conflict. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Kruger. Thanks for watching and listening. Peace. Peace.